confused. Cutting through the confusion. Why are they forcing the vaccine on people at all? News and views. Should I get it? Should I not get it? To bring you clarity and certainty. I am just, I'm tired of it. So I'm losing trust in all of it. Now back to news and views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Welcome back in. Tom Lamprecht, Benny Hardy, Clark Willis, and... The chairman of the North Carolina Republican Party, State Chair Michael Watley. Michael, welcome into News and Views. Good to have you with us. It's good to be on with you, Tom. Thanks. Listen, uh, we are in day three of this election map trial hearing, whatever you want to call it, for the Wake County Superior Court. Um, can you give us an update on what happened today? Uh, we talked about it a little bit yesterday, and uh, we've been following it from uh, from Greenville in our studios. But uh, what's what happened today of any significance? Well, I think the biggest thing is that they wrapped up all the testimony, and it's it's a little unfortunate that out of a three day trial, uh, you know, the, the 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 legislature only got about two thirds of a day, whereas the the Democratic plaintiffs had, you know, two plus full days, but that's okay. Um, but the key is that this is now in the hands of the three-judge panel, and uh, we are really hoping that the three-judge panel is going to rule that the legislature has the sole authority to draw these maps because that's what the Supreme Court has said. That's what the North Carolina courts have said in the past, um, and uh, you know, we need to see uh, this upheld, uh, the maps upheld. Uh, rather than have, you know, North Carolina courts uh, take over a process that is solely reserved for the legislature. Well, if the Supreme Court has said that in the past now and right now, the Democrats have a 4-3 majority on the Supreme Court. Uh, if if this superior court says, OK, we're not, uh, you know, we're, we're going to side with the, the the state legislature or for that matter, even if the if the plaintiffs um, uh, were to prevail, is it a autumn? I mean, because the, the Supreme Court's already come out and said, OK, we're going to skip the Court of Appeals, correct? And it would go directly from correct. the Supreme Court. I mean, the Superior Court to the Supreme Court. But is that is that an absolute? I mean, do we know that's going to happen? Yeah, I think that's what what we are expecting. You know, certainly the Supreme Court has said that they're going to take the course or the case right up. So, you know, the only way that they wouldn't is if, you know, one or the other side didn't appeal. And we certainly expect that both sides would appeal. So. You know, that will put it back in front of the North Carolina Supreme Court. And we certainly hope that they will follow uh, the instructions that were put down by the United States Supreme Court back in 2019 that say that the legislature has the sole purview over redistricting. We were talking during the break. Did the United States Supreme Court, we're trying to pull from memory, did, did they basically say, I mean, obviously they said it's up to the legislature. But did they uh, say we're not going to get involved with it? It's, it's a state issue and it's, it's not going to go any further than the North Carolina Supreme Court. Or if the legislature were to, to lose at the Supreme at, at the North Carolina Supreme Court, is there any further uh, uh, appeals to a federal court? Well, they, they certainly said that they, uh, they instructed the, the federal district courts not to take any of these cases, which is why we have this in state court instead of federal court right now, right. even though you've got the congressional lines that are going to be on it. So, you know, we're, we're certainly hoping that the, the state Supreme Court is going to abide by the North Carolina laws and the United States Supreme Court and allow the legislature to draw the maps as they're supposed to. Otherwise, I think you know, that uh, the legislature would be in line 
uh, to go ahead and appeal back up to the United States Supreme Court. Uh, if, if the you know Supreme Court, for example, were to say that they're going to draw the lines themselves or that they're going to accept, you know, the map that's been drawn by the plaintiffs uh, and submitted in this case, which is, you know, far less transparency and not following the, the instructions that the courts have already given the legislature. You know, we had the most transparent process ever uh, where we've had public hearings. We've had the maps that were drawn in public. Uh, we had more public hearings. Uh, and they're following the instructions that the courts have given them, the legislature, that is. Um, and, uh, you know, it would just be a shame for four Democrat judges on the North Carolina Supreme Court to hijack that process and insert themselves into a process, again, that the United States Supreme Court has said is solely within the purview of the, of the federal courts or of the legislature, excuse me. We're talking to North Carolina Republican Party State Chairman Michael Watley concerning these uh, election maps, these districts that are being that were drawn by the North Carolina legislature and uh, now being challenged. Uh, let me take you back to something you just said, which I'm just really curious. Uh, uh, why why was it that the um, the plaintiffs in this case, the Democrats, basically, uh, who want to do away with the, the maps, why did they get two and a third days and the Republicans or the, the state legislature only got two thirds of a day? I mean, did the judges, is that a decision by the judges in this case? Well, I think it's, it, it, unfortunately, with the Supreme Court has set out the, the schedule here, you know, these cases usually take weeks or even right. months, not right. just three days. And so, you know, really, by the time the plaintiffs have gotten done with their questioning, uh, on their evidence, you know, there was just a couple days left, and, and that's the way it is. Um, you know, and I think that the Republican attorneys did a, did a very good job, uh, you know, defending the legislature, and we'll, we'll see what these judges come back in with it. But, uh, you know, again, uh, the way that the four judges, the four Democrat judges on the Supreme Court, you know, really hijacked this process, uh, they suspended, you know, filing for all of the races, even races that weren't affected by this litigation, right. uh, they set a trial court schedule uh, completely arbitrarily uh, and then just said, you know, you guys go handle this and we'll deal with the appeal directly. So uh, it is it is surprising to see the Supreme Court acting uh, in this manner. And that's that's one reason why we've seen, you know, Dan Bishop and others uh, who are protesting that have, have you know, actually uh, filed a lawsuit himself to try and figure out what is going on with it, you know, transparency on the Supreme Court at this point. It, it certainly appears to be judicial malfeasance. I mean, just, I'm not a lawyer, but it just, it's it's hard to wrap my mind around the, the fact that they, they think that this is okay, that they can sort of, you know, fly the ship whatever direction and however they want uh, based on what they feel at the moment. I mean, the very fact that we didn't go through the Court of Appeals, I mean, if you're not going to go to the Court of Appeals, why'd they bother going through the Superior Court? Right. Right. You know, and, and I'll say this, I think, you know, we fought very hard in the 2020 election cycle uh, to get three conservative uh, judges on the North Carolina Supreme Court. Unfortunately, we did go three for three, including, you know, Paul Newby in as the chief justice. But, uh, you know, this is, is a prime illustration right. of why you need to have conservatives on the court. And they need to be interpret the law. Uh, they need to, to be aware of their circumstances instead of trying to legislate from the bench. Um, you know, it's, it's just clear that this is what the legislature is supposed to be doing. Uh, and, and we certainly hope 
that the courts, both at this, uh, you know, district court level and at the uh, um, uh, Supreme Court level, are going to to follow those dictates and do the right thing. Hey, Michael, this is Benny. Um, you know, we, for the last months, we've been reading in the in the press around the state, and I don't have to tell you, you know, they basically tote the water for the for the Democrat Party when it comes to this uh, uh, election map drawing process and they talk about you know hey the republicans is, have gerrymandered the maps blah 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 um I, i'm gonna make a statement correct me correct me where i'm wrong on this but isn't it true that you know the, the legislature ha- has the constitutional authority to draw the maps and they can draw the maps any way they want to as long as they don't break the constitution in doing so is, is that not correct that is correct. You know, and and so, so it is up to the court. Yeah. So, so to me, the only just because the Republicans have an advantage, how how can that be an argument? Shouldn't they just only be arguing on constitutional basis? Well, and it, and it goes back to the discussions about the maps that we saw the Democrats draw for decades. Bingo. Uh, yeah. Where you talk about a true uh, gerrymander, you take a look at that twelfth district. They called it the snake. Yep, uh, you went know, up I-85. From yep. Gaston County up to Durham, yeah. Uh, yep. You know, so so it is beyond hypocritical uh, for them to do that. And then the other piece of hypocrisy that we've seen on this is that, again, you know, the, the legislature went through a very, very transparent process. And you look at the map and the, the districts are compact and the districts do not split the counties uh, too much. And they do all the things that the court told them to do. And then the Democrats... The, the League of Conservation Voter Plaintiffs not only sue against those maps, but they submitted a map that was drawn in secrecy by one of their lawyers, one of their experts, that other Democratic witnesses and experts say has absolutely no statistical chance of ever being an appropriate map. Uh, so it is, it is hysterical to me that you've got the Democrats howling in protests over Republican maps, and yet they've turned around and submitted maps that are even worse. Uh, Michael, you bring up a good point uh, that I was going to ask about. Last week, um, the League of Conservation Voters uh, filed for a protective order to shield their map maker from the scrutiny of how they determine his map. Now, I thought that was a big deal. So so has this week, have they questioned, uh, I forget his name now, but the rep, uh, Sam Hirsch, I believe it was, have they questioned uh, that, that expert from the North Carolina League? Yeah, so he was actually, yeah, the, the, the uh, legislative attorneys today called him up as an expert. So I think that there was an opportunity uh, to talk to him about it. But it is, as you said, remarkable uh, that in a lawsuit over transparency and process, they were trying to do everything they can to hide the process and have no transparency in terms of the maps they're submitting to the courts. When you uh, look at the demeanor of the judges and any questions that they might have asked, did, did you get a sense of how this court is leaning in this case? No, I didn't. You know, I think that they're being, you know, fair and they're being impartial. And I think that, uh, you know, what, what, what we saw was, you know, the, the council's, uh, leading the witnesses through their testimony, and the opposing counsels were, uh, you know, coming back with with cross examinations, and think that's entirely appropriate. Now, of course, we're going to see a ruling from this court uh, no later than next, you know, week. So, um, you know, whether they drop that later this week or early next week, I don't know. We'll wait and see. You know, kind of what happens with it. But I, I don't get a sense that there really was 
any particular push by this to, to intervene in the lawsuit inappropriately. You, you brought up the fact that this is incredibly hypocritical in that the Democrats have for decades, we could say a, a good century, have drawn maps that favor them. And, uh, you know, you, you mentioned the I-85 snake. Did, did that come up at all in this trial? Did anybody bring up the fact, well, wait a minute, how come now that the Republicans are in charge, this is a big deal where Republicans allowed Democrats to have their way because they were the elected majority in the North Carolina legislature for all those decades. Why why are the rules changed now that the Republicans can draw the maps? Yeah, you know, and this is absolutely part of the Democrats' uh, strategy. You know, they, they announced that they were going to sue against the maps before the maps were even right. uh, announced, right? And then they actually did have one plaintiff's group file a lawsuit prior to the maps even coming out. You know, the fact that Eric Holder, uh, who has been behind a, a rash of these lawsuits, actually opened up an office in last year uh, in order to get ready for the litigation that they knew was going to be coming. You know, it, it, it really goes back. I think I've heard the term due to you blue, uh, you know, quite a bit, which is that, that any map uh, that is not submitted by the Democrats is going to get sued upon. They're just not even going to consider it uh, to be fair. And, you know, that that goes for the state legislative maps. It goes for the congressional maps. You know, and then you have these activist judges on the Supreme Court who are suspending filing even for sheriff's races or for, you know, the statewide races. It's, it's really remarkable how the entire litigation plan is to delay and just muddy the waters as much as you can when it comes towards, you know, uh, our election. How is this all playing out in terms of politics? I mean, you've got this going on. Yesterday we had Hans von Spakovsky on with us from the Heritage Foundation. We we're talking to him about what Chucky Schumer is doing up in D.C., trying to resurrect H.R. 1 and, you know, basically federalize all the elections, take it away from the state legislature this situation with the maps here in in, uh, in North Carolina, as well as what you see happening on the national level with the Democrats trying to basically steal the elections uh, going down the road with this H.R. 1 and they got the John H.R. 4, the John Lewis uh, Act. How's that all playing out politically? As, as, you know, trying to be unbiased because you, you got your ear to the ground. You hear a lot. You talk to a lot of people is our. our I'm not talking about Republicans. I know Republicans are upset, but is the general public just sick and tired of this? They are, you know, and and, and they're not necessarily saying you have to have uh, a process that favors Republicans as opposed to a process that favors Democrats. I think what they're saying is give us process that we understand. Give us uh, certainty in terms of how these elections are going to be run. You know, we do not need a federal bill like H.R. 1 or H.R. 4 that is going to federalize what California has in terms of uh, ballot harvesting and in terms of, you know, uh, mailing out ballots and things like that. You know, 80 percent of the people across the country support voter ID. The, the, the legislation sponsored by the Democrats would prohibit voter right. ID. You know, exactly. we're, we're in the process now of, you know, we've got a voter ID case in front of the Supreme Court in North Carolina right now where we're trying to implement a constitutional amendment uh, that, that was passed on a bipartisan basis here in North Carolina. So, 
you know, people want certainty in their elections. They want transparency in their elections. And I think, you know, if, if you look at, at what we're trying to get done in North Carolina, uh, we want it to be easy to vote and hard to cheat. Um, and, and we certainly can't vote if we don't have filing, if we don't have candidates, if we don't have maps. But at the same time, you know, if you start uh, down the road of, of banning voter ID and, and prohibiting the uh, Board of Elections from considering witness signatures, uh, either on elections or for their witnesses uh, on absentee ballots, and you take away those absentee protections, People are definitely very concerned, and all of these things are 70, 80 percent approval in terms of uh, voters across all three spectrums, whether they're unaffiliated or Democrat or Republican. Or black or white. Yeah, I mean, we certainly saw in the last polling, we saw, you know, 65 percent plus of of black voters support voter ID. So you're you're absolutely right that this is, you know, kind of transcends any of the convenient political lines that the Democrats would like to have you see. Well, this voter ID law uh, that's uh, coming before the Supreme Court, uh, NAACP versus Moore, uh, you know, that was the that was the case where the Democrats wanted two of the Republican su- Supreme Court justices to recuse themselves because they had a conflict of interest, which again is interesting because Anita Earls, apparently they didn't think she had a conflict of interest, even though she was representing the NAACP. But um, were the the NAACP that unsure that they could prevail with a 4-3 majority at the North Carolina Supreme Court that they wanted two of the of the Republican judges to recuse themselves? I mean, are they that unsure? Uh, is their case that weak? What's their thinking there? Well, their case certainly is that weak, and I can only imagine that that's the reason why they pushed so hard for those recusals. And I'm very glad that the Supreme Court did issue an order yesterday saying that those judges do not need to recuse themselves. Right. Um, or that they can't be forced by the other judges to to, to, to recuse. So, you know, I think that, that, that we've gotten the right answer there, which, which basically kind of averts a nuclear war at the Supreme Court, because if they had gone down the road of saying, we can kick you off of any particular case with a majority vote, that would have upended 250 years of jurisprudence in the United States and certainly in North Carolina. So I'm glad that they backed down off of that. But it does go to, to show... The, the steps that these groups, the NAACP, the League of Conservation Voters, the Democratic Party, are trying to take to, to avoid the reckoning of having free and fair and open elections. You know, and, and we feel strongly that that's because we have a better program. The Republicans have a much better agenda for North Carolina voters, North Carolina families, uh, and, and we want to we campaign on those not on trying to change the rules uh, halfway through the game in any particular election. So any predictions on how the uh, Superior Court or the uh, Supreme Court is going to rule on the maps? Not going to make a prediction, but what I am going to do is call on both of the court panels to do the right thing, uh, to listen to the United States Supreme Court, who has said that this is the sole purview of the legislature, uh, and uh, to, to rule that this is something that needs to be done by the legislature, where they've done it in accordance with all of the rules passed down by North Carolina courts, the process being open and transparent. So we hope that they'll uphold these maps, and we would like to get back to filing. If it's not in March, let's have it in May, and 
let our candidates line up and 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 uh, see how we do in the elections. And again, going back to what you said earlier, I know the Supreme Court said, okay, you know, the federal court's not going to handle it. The state court needs to handle it. But if the legislature were to lose at the North Carolina Supreme Court, do you expect some sort of an attempted appeal to a federal court? Well, I think it depends on what that, that court orders. I think if they were to say that these maps are out of order and you need to go back and redraw them, then we will probably have a process to go back and redraw them. But if they try and draw them themselves or if they try and accept maps that have been submitted by the plaintiffs, which clearly contravenes the North Carolina uh, Constitution and law, which says that the legislature has to draw the maps, uh, then I do think that you would probably have an appeal that would move up. Michael Watley, thank you, sir. Appreciate your hard work. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. And, uh, Absolutely. Yeah, hopefully uh, in another week or two we'll have something positive. Uh, or maybe it's going to be a month or two we'll have something positive out of the Supreme Court. Appreciate all your work. Thank you, sir. All right. Take care, guys. You bet. Stay with us. News and Views continues right after this.